Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Crazy ways are ever dead. Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer. I'm Robert Black from Two Minutes About Time. And I'm Mike Lamont from Nothing at the Moment. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> how, how you doing, Mike? You're a first-timer here. Um, you're our guest, and Robert's going to be considered our co-host for these uh, couple or three weeks, maybe. I think I think you should both be on, hopefully. Cool. I cool, um, cool. really appreciate uh, both coming in, and this is uh, minute sixty-one. We had we had the hour mark last week, um, but this is minute sixty-one, and it starts with Russell rejoining the band on the bus, and ends with the bus leaving Topeka. Yeah, this is one of my favorite series in the entire movie. This is one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. And when you initially it. reached out to me, I think at this time last year, maybe like yeah, in right. August of last year, because uh, I had done some of your network podcasts i've done a couple of the other ones and i think that's how we got connected and uh i jumped on these this little series here these three minutes yeah the ones that i yeah, really it's, wanted it's to pretty get. classic and it was it was even used uh earlier this year in, in the super bowl commercial yeah there was there was a, a recreation of it and uh yeah and, it, and, it's, and it's just i mean the, the song itself that we start to hear during this minute thankfully um uh, uh the instrumental intro portion uh, only um uh you know, it's 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 just it becomes synonymous. You, you you mentioned Tiny Dancer is what it is by Elton John. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, oh yeah, it's the it's that song in Almost Famous with the bus yeah. on the bus. It's... You know, I I knew of the song, but it never like was anything for me when I was younger. And then just the way that the song hit my ear and watching how Cameron Crowe shot the scene and it has I don't know if there's like a there's something he's great director when it comes to that like nostalgic feel mm-hmm. he's like he's like the more adult version of a, of a john hughes to me and there's <laughs> there's something that was really i don't know ever since this song this movie and that song played i it's been like my favorite elton john song mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I was definitely very familiar with uh my my dad had the uh rice and i still have down as a as a hand-me-down um uh, goodbye yellowbrook road album uh and uh it's definitely one that's that stood out you know I also, I also knew, you know, growing up, I, I certainly knew from the radio, yeah, uh, uh, plenty of other songs as well that aren't on that album. But, but, but actually, in one of the first things we get is the end little part between uh, Dick and Russell. He's, you know, Russell last minute he said, "I hurt the flower," and and, and Dick's <laughs> response is, is that you know, you know, just just kind of, you know, agreeing with him. You know, I mean, I think that's what you want to do in this situation where you're just trying to control someone, get them to do what you want. You go ahead and agree with them, you know, yeah. um, que- questioning, questioning, agreeing, but Dick, Dick is good at his job. Yeah. He's, he's good at playing along with them when they do bad things or do yeah. stupid things like this. And, have you, and have you also, ever been in a situation where you needed to talk someone down like that? Uh, there might have been a couple pretty low key <laughs> times when I was in college. Yeah, I probably shouldn't talk about that on the in no. public. <laughs> it's not you. You're the guy to come to the aid. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it's not necessarily just a, a drug thing. I mean, I, you know, in college it was more of a 
you know the alcohol thing but um yeah people just uh you know trying trying to get them to calm down a bit and not be <laughs> too aggressive or <laughs> what have you with uh, other people yeah he didn't seem so aggressive in that moment <laughs> yeah and I, th- and I think you know there's there's this you know it's this part where russell when he's actually getting on the bus it's for for a few times or for a moment in the back of my head i kind of had the feeling that to kind of it was almost like a pretty big push and that that you know that got russell onto the bus and he's kind of hunched over a little bit when he's going up those steps yeah. but but he really i really don't think dick is pushing him at all but russell is just or, or you know at uh, billy crudup is kind of giving that acting performance that <laughs> you know kind of makes you want to think that he was pushed a little bit maybe that was in the mind of cameron or something and they had talked about it that that would happen but uh that's not the way it it really looks to me yeah they uh he's like stumbling almost it's, yeah. almost, <laughs> it's uh it's uh, not an atypical scene from uh, you know when you leave a party in the morning and it's light out <laughs> i was I thought that the rest of the people at that party were uh were a little too chipper for that to seem yeah, super a little too real. awake. <laughs> a little too yeah, we we're, were definitely talking about that last week too. Yeah, so I'm glad you guys thought kind of had that same feeling. If the script says and, it's like five a.m. Yeah, and what they, time they it be, is? They should yeah, be so tired. It's very up in the air. Yeah, there would be less people on their feet, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then you be you know they get on the bus and then it's that isolating image right where you look down the, the center of the yeah. the bus and everyone's mm-hmm. kind of off in their own world after a, a late night thing and uh staring off you know as they're going across middle america it's uh huh. i don't know there's something like i said cam crow is great at bringing hugging at the heartstrings in certain moments and that it's just a very uh satisfying moment for me i love it i'm a big well, road tripper i've been across the country yeah. a bunch of times oh, wow. and uh there's something about driving through like the cornfields of Iowa like that, where it's just long and flat and you can look out over a long distance. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the, the initial look of everyone pretty much at, you know, at the camera point of point of view of Russell, you know, they're all just like, you know, you can't believe you did this to us, you know, that we're, <laughs> we had to <laughs> spend extra time that, you know, and uh, and you weren't and you weren't with us overnight. You had to go off and be on your own, like like he did. But he did have William with him. But <laughs> well, that's true. W- w- William, the savior. You know, he was William was the one that was able to get the call to Dick and get in touch. And yeah, that's a really interesting casting. Yeah. Okay. The, the 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 William Miller casting, I think, is a very interesting casting because that guy. I forget what his name is now, but he um, didn't do a whole heck of a lot after that. I mean, I'm sure he's still acting, but nothing of any big note. There was a real, I think, a natural innocence and curiosity. And I wonder if Cameron on purpose picked a kid who had never been in like a huge movie right, to yeah. have that like mm-hmm. over the, you know, in over your head kind of wonderment mm-hmm. uh, naturally. Uh, you know, being on a huge set with all these, you know, there was a handful of famous people at the time and Cameron Crowe and having to be this big thing. I wonder if that was uh, by design from him. He's a, he's a smart director like that. He thinks like that. 
Yeah, and, uh, Patrick Fugit. Um, and and the, the oh, one right, big yeah. thing I've mentioned, you know, over the course of doing this, <laughs> doing these minutes, <laughs> all these minutes, um, is a uh, uh, Gone Girl. He was in a lower key role in that of a of a second in command of the. Yeah, place. he was actually pretty good in that. Yeah, yeah, I thought he. Would, and yeah. I've seen him, and I forget what else I've seen him, and it was like. It could have been, for all I remember, like a, you know, a, a straight TV movie type of thing. I've seen him a couple of things where he wasn't great, but I do remember in mm-hmm. Gone Girl, he was pretty, that's a great movie too. Yeah. And uh, he was actually pretty good in that. Yeah, I, I think it could easily be like, he, you know, you, you know, for, for an actor like him, you just need a good uh, director that, that really can understand the, the role and, and how to, how to get, uh, get what's needed out of, out and, of the. And Crow's been doing that with like all his movies. You don't know them from other things, and then they, they, that fits the role perfectly because mm-hmm. you don't have this preconceived notion of who they're supposed to be. Yeah, do you have any idea who the casting director was on this? Ooh. Can't say I do have it on the tip of my tongue. Say, I, I used Gale to, Levin. when I was doing podcasting, I used to have a, a, rec- a recasting couch as the podcast I was on. We yeah. recast movies, and so I'm always curious about the, <laughs> the casting director. Yep. Well, you know what, listeners? I know that free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Through the Pantheon Network and this show, Almost Famous Minute, at Adam and Eve you get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Just make sure you enter offer code AFMPOD at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. You can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And on top of all that, you also get six free spicy movies. Yeah, that's right, movies. I know you all like movies because you listen to this podcast about the movie Almost Famous. Finally, you also get free shipping. That's right. Can't do better than that. That's AFMPOD, AFMPOD at adamandeve.com. Just type in AFMPOD at checkout. It's all happening. It's all happening. happening. Um, So yeah, so then it cuts to the the music at the same time, the, the intro music of Titan Dancer. Um, at the same time as uh, you hear Dick, you know, giving his <laughs> farewell kind of speech. You know, he's, he's used to doing that, I think, from a stage and so forth. Uh, he de- definitely, we have the little parts where he's doing, like, intro of the band uh, at concerts. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he does this, uh, like I said, farewell, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the evening is over. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you all, you all so, so right there, evening. You know, yeah. so he he's considering this. Everyone's been awake. He's he's just assuming, you know, or, or maybe you've had like a little the hour or two awful nap on a couch or something, <laughs> or on the floor even. Um, but he's kind of considering it all one all one event that's had that's been had with uh with them seeing uh this decent star. You know, it's it's it, that that's been a bone of contention at points uh, whether or not. Uh, you know, this is a really big band, or it's pretty pretty low, or I think it's I think it's pretty middle. It's a pretty middle band with their third album coming out, as was mentioned. See you all in nineteen seventy four. Yeah. <laughs> there is something about watching movies from back in that time too, or that are really supposed to represent that time, that feels 
uh, comforting and warm, but very foreign to, to today. It's kind of mm-hmm. amazing. I'm probably older than you guys. I was born back then. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in the 80s, and it was just a different, it was like a parallel universe almost. Yeah, most of my growing up up was in the 80s, but yeah, yeah me oh, too. Okay. <laughs> then we have the bus rolling away. Yeah, I mean, it has the has this, you know, capture of, of, of these fans. And and a lot of that, I think what you're just saying is is, is their dress, their their uh, clothing. Yeah, I, th- I think when, a lot of that's a lot of it's spot on, you know, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. The stripiness. When I was watching the clip, it was interesting because there's two girls that feel like upset that they're leaving, like Mm -hmm. almost angry. And I was trying to remember if they had a bigger role at the party. And I'm like, yeah, definitely, definitely this one with this almost like a white bib, yeah, thing. She she was definitely kind of key there with Russell at at a point or two um, when when they're they're kind of dancing with each other a little bit, you know, doing (laughs) doing a little pogoing and. She's not totally. Some of them it's more like just sad, like all oh, the day's oh, over. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but but a huge majority of them are definitely, uh, you know, still in party spirits and mm-hmm. doing a woohoo back and <laughs> raising some of their some of them raising their hands. We just spent the night with someone yeah. famous, and that makes us almost famous. Yes, Chuck um, <laughs> is getting done to death here lately. <laughs> we we had it pop up, you know, a couple weeks in, and then a few few more weeks. But then lately, that was back when I was doing three a week. <laughs> um, but uh, so and like I said, the bus pulls away, and I actually noticed I, I jotted down real quick just in case I couldn't quite see it when I'm have the video uh, playing in my background. Um, there's there's these two kind of bumper stickers the, the the one on the bottom you can make out pretty easily the at least the bigger words is so southern so period cal truck stop so southern california um but then the one above that is <laughs> it's it's something is heaven <laughs> it looks like it starts with an h <laughs> and i just don't know it's hemet or hornet or it's not it could helmet, be hemet. there's a hemet in california oh. Okay, well there we go. Hemet town or city, what have you? That's just about got to be it, I think. Then I don't know the answer to that. Hemet H A M E. I think it's okay. Okay, could it be A? I think yeah, that could be A. Wow. Um, and then and then we cut back to the fans again, and it's just the one girl, this one girl in this green shirt, uh, blowing a kiss. <laughs> She's like rock on. Is that, is that, you know, I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, there was there was the jump into the pool. I mean, it seems like it could have been hours until we, we next saw the next, that next scene where Dick is there uh, talking with Russell on the chair and, and gets him to get up and so forth. But, um, I mean, it seems like that should have been hours and and who knows what else, you know, <laughs> what kind of uh, uh, party-going things happened after that. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how they played that out, but even in the ed- yeah, even in the editor's cut, I don't know if you've ever seen that version. Oh yeah, I have the the boot cut, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't add anything to that scene. Yeah, I, I definitely have been covering, and and whenever whenever there's a there's a deleted scene that that uh, is in that cut that uh, 
I, uh, I've, I've called it out. And, and unfortunately for all three of these minutes, we have nothing of that sort. But we also, well, we do have this great music. Um, so, hey, if, we, if, if you want to go into anything that's not lyrics related, which we'll get to next minute, <laughs> about the, more about the song. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the scene, right? It's like everyone's tired, probably hungover. Everyone's mad at each other. And it's oh. just that quiet on the bus. And music's playing. And they're just kind of like all faded out. And then, you know, one person breaks the silence. I mean, we'll get it. I guess that's probably next minute. Yeah, this is right. the lead up to that, right? It's like everyone. Yeah. And the, and the piano starts and everyone's just like in their own world and or, you know, shooting daggers out of their eyes at someone right. else or, or trying to recover. It's definitely the couple people closest to where Russell's sitting here, like you know, a minute or a second uh, 55 ish. Um, where it's uh, uh, Beth from Denver, and she's they're, and they're both wearing glasses. Beth from Denver and Larry, the bass player. Yeah, just before that too, there's a scene where they have William and Penny sit next to each other, and William is just like looking around, yeah. like he he just kind of takes in the whole bus, and he can he's got this look on his eyes, like what, why, how did I end up here? How did this mm-hmm. happen? Mm-hmm. It's uh pretty interesting. Did Cam Crow ever write a book about this period in his life? Hmm. I'm not familiar with that. I would love um, to. Yeah. I, I would. Those would be really interesting stories to hear the real ones, right? You know, this is the fictionalized version of what he mm-hmm. went. And that it would be cool to, to hear the actual stories. Maybe he purposely didn't because maybe he didn't want to out anyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's really just, it's really just the articles that he wrote, you know, that's, that's what you get. And, yeah. and, you know, whether or not he was doing what what he does in this movie, <laughs> whether or not he's you know truthful and and bands signed off on <laughs> on uh, some some of their secrets being exposed just because uh, you know they were they actually liked the kid <laughs> seemingly, or or if uh, or if some things were were changed to protect the innocent so yeah well i'm sure some of it was but i love i love the idea of this character and this this kind of like super fan young super fan bright-eyed super naive about what's going on and tags along and the whole idea right is that he just kind of reminds these 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 fairly jaded uh uh musicians you know who are fond over and you know he's he's a he's a real person and this is these are real interactions and it reminds them of uh i think themselves as they were young one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the very end scene where uh russell shows up at his house yeah (laughs) and they go into his room and when they're like he's like turn on the recorder and they're gonna sit and do the real interview and russell gets like excited like he looks around the room and he sits down on the bed and he gets like turns the chair around right he gets like or turns the chair around right and he gets a little excited about it like he's he's like okay now we're gonna really get into this i get what this is supposed to be and it's just a really cool ending to show the relationship that he was kind of it was like a one-way kind of unrequited bro love right <laughs> until that moment where where he finally came back and he understood what it was and he obviously showed up because uh you know he was tricked into it but once he got there he goes oh i get it okay okay and uh it seems to all change right there at the last second it's pretty cool
Um, and, and, you know, the, the last two things, I, the, the reactions, the, the, the looks on the faces of the people here. So Jeff Beebe with his hand on his head. I mean, he looks the most pissed <laughs> um, at this point, at least um, from all the reactions. And then additionally, uh, you got you have Dick sitting right behind Russell and he gives a little pat on the back. And, and mm-hmm. Russell just there's no reaction at all that I can see from Russell that, that, he, uh, that he actually feels it or cares that. <laughs> cares that uh his is possibly his best friend it seems like you know dick is possibly his best friend i mean that's that's it could be a top, pretty big toss-up between jeff yeah. and dick but. i like um crow's description in the script because he says mm-hmm. like the others have given him wide berth he feels silly and they know it yeah. and he oh. hates that they know it which <laughs> makes him feel foolish <laughs> he sits silently it's like yeah he's he's wrapped up in that blanket and just kind of doesn't even want to be there but he has to be mm-hmm Right, and the next minute is the unifier, right? That's the unifier uh-huh. moment. It's yeah. so good. It's so satisfying. It's like this build up and then payoff, or or build build down and payoff. Like it's down, just, right? yeah. yeah, like it becomes yeah. like this super depressed kind of build up of all the things that have been happening over the course of the tour, and and this kind of blowout ending that Russell decided he needed, and uh, then the reconciliation without having to say it is pretty cool. Yep, I think uh, build down and build down and pay off <laughs> will be the episode title. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, so I think unless either of you have any more notes about this specifically, well, I assume we're going to talk about the song next time. So yeah, that's most of my notes here. I, I love that the scene that's coming is only a paragraph in the script. Mm-hmm. Because it right, feels yeah. like looking at the script, I'm like, it doesn't feel like anything that important. <laughs> but you see the movie and this is the thing this is one of the things you remember like by detail it's like all the shots back and forth but we'll get to that next minute what it is yeah it really like it would be you could almost if you were reading this as an actor right get you get the sides and you get to read it as an actor like you might skip right over this scene and yeah. not understand it until you sit down with Cameron and be like no no this is the scene <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is the thing that that everyone's building towards I, I I think that that's super cool. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike, um, would you be able to rank uh, from favorite to least, or vice versa? You let us know before you <laughs> start start mentioning what what the bands are or the bands back to me. But um, so the four bands that are most commonly commonly believed to make up the band Stillwater, so they are Almond Brothers Band, Eagles, Led Zeppelin, and Leonard Skinner. Huh. That's a, that's a that's kind of like a murderer's row of of seventies <laughs> rock bands. Um I did think I thought that the uh that part of I thought they also that Cameron said that um what the hell's his name? Um for some reason. Oh David Bowie was part of the inspiration as well. Hmm, that's a, that's a newer one. I don't think I had on my list. Yeah, I heard <laughs> I've, a, I've had I've had a few others, you know, over the time period of, of prior to doing this show and, and then then in asking the question people have thrown out oh i thought deep purple was one no i thought yeah yeah no i heard that bowie was part of the inspiration yeah. for, the, cool. for the lead singer but anyway um all my brothers eagles is zeppelin is oh my god that is really hard um from least okay. to favorite i would probably say I 
I just want to say across the board, I love all of these bands. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I'm not, this isn't, I mean, this is like ranking like 1A, yes. 1B kind of situation, right? So uh, I would say uh, the lower, lowest would be the Eagles. And then probably, uh, this is going to be blasphemous. I may lose friends over this, but um, <laughs> Zeppelin and then Skinner and then the Almonds. Wow. I love, I love, believe me, I love Led Zeppelin, but there's the Skinner and the Almonds. If I'm being honest and I'm, and I'm, I'm saying mm-hmm. like if in the last year, who have I listened to the most? That's probably the order in which I've listened to them on my iPod the most. Wow. So just trying to be honest. Definitely. Yeah. But like I said, I'd be, ha- I would never turn any of those bands off if yeah. they were on, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the people that are very anti-Eagles, but pretty much the and, and then there's a little bit of every now and then someone that's just not too into the <laughs> very much into the more southern rock. Almost, yeah, well, the know, ones who aren't into the Eagles, and... the ones who aren't into the Eagles are just yeah. Lebowski fans. Yeah, right. They're they're, pretend, they're pretending, and that's my one of my other favorite movies, by the yeah. way. Oh, but yeah, I still love the Eagles. You can love both CCR and the Eagles. It's fine. <laughs> Oh well, um, and then any any uh, plugging that either of you would like to throw in there, Robert, you can. Uh, well, the, the show I mentioned at the beginning that's going currently two minutes about time, which is uh, me and Luke Allen doing the movie about time. We do two minutes per episode. We've had some pretty interesting guests. Uh, we got Richard Curtis listening along, and he recorded oh, wow. an intro for us, which is great. <laughs> Darren Brown was on the show, which was weird. <laughs> He just happened to notice our show and tweet about it, so it's been fun. That's pretty cool. I don't have anything. Yeah. I I used to be uh, from the the recasting Touch podcast. They're still up there. There's a hundred plus episodes up there. Wow! If you want to take a look at the or take a listen. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting concept. Uh, I mean, we, we've had other. I, I know other movies by minute people that like to do re- the idea of recasting and, and and throw that in at times in their movies by minutes uh, projects. But um, but yeah, really focusing heavily on that. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, I might have actually even done some recasting on some of the other. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, they're fun, and I've actually gone back recently to listen to some of the episodes, and uh, I actually enjoy listening. So yeah, ho- yeah. hopefully, everyone else would. I know you're not supposed to like your own art, but mm-hmm. um, I'll you know what I'll do. I'll plug my my brother and I did that podcast, and he's actually doing a new podcast. Oh. Uh, it's called Bunkered, um, the 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 challenge that's going on, I guess on on well, I think it's MTV. They're, they're doing a episode-by-episode episode recap. So it's called Bunkered and then uh, a Challenge Podcast. Mm. It's on Libsyn. So I'll get, throw a plug out for my I'll brother. For that too. Um, okay, so I think I hope hopefully you can both make it back for uh, next week, uh, Minute 62. Is that right? Definitely. Oh, I'm not going to miss it. Thank you. Um, so this was 61. Um, the one uh, big thing I'd like to mention uh, uh, every so often, um, uh, just... Uh, any kind of more private message you want to get into me, the show, uh, you can uh, send an email to almostfamousminute at gmail.com. And, of course, find us on Facebook and Twitter and the like. And, uh, we're also part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's a whole rock and roll and, and even a little non-rock has crept in lately with some country. And, and, uh, and oh, it could be a little blasphemous that uh, rap... <laughs> 
there's 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 been a show or two lately about uh, that, have, that have come on board about uh, rap hip hop. Um, <laughs> But they are in they are in the rock and roll hall of fame. So I would say you've got some pretty strong correlations between rock groups and rap rap groups. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've been a huge fan of Beastie Boys myself for the longest time. But I mean, they certainly didn't start out as a <laughs> as a rap group. <laughs> they were they were punk first, and they and they even retain that at points in some of their songs. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, d- definitely check out uh, Pantheon Podcast at pantheonpodcast.com. And next time we'll be met at 62. Until then, it's all happening. It's all, all happening. happening. I am a golden god! You know the queen of hearts is always your best bet.